Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. An hour and 20 minutes from now, East Coast, West Coast, doesn't matter. Sean Pendergast going to join us. Sports Radio 610 in Houston. And an hour and 40 minutes from now, the voting is still open. You can vote. You can make a difference. CBS Sports Radio on Twitter, the first and maybe last annual Traspies. It's summer hack unlike summer hacks ever been done before, America, and we do it better than anybody else out there. So you can go to CBS Sports Radio on Twitter, and I think that Billy Jack is in. Billy Jack, hello. Hi, Ken. How are you? It's good to speak to you, Billy. It's good to speak to you, babe. Uh, You have a chance to vote. Billy, this is the first time he's ever heard about it. I'm sure, because I'm sure he wasn't listening on his way in. He's probably trying to stay away from the rats on the trains. Um, we have the Traspies, which is the worst of the worst. And someday I hope to make this a black tie event. But you can vote in this at CBS Sports Radio on Twitter. Category number one. You can you can drop the music a little bit there. Okay. Category number one. Most annoying athlete. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Antonio Brown. Right now, out of nearly 1,000 votes, we have almost neck and neck and neck and neck, folks. Right now. I, do I, Tom, I got to ask you. Do I say the percentages or does that influence the voting? Mm, I mean, technically it might influence a little bit, but yeah, say uh, the percentages. This is great. All right, because I, I want to be fair. I, I, I just want to be fair, all right? And the category of most annoying athlete, LeBron James, 25%, Kevin Durant, 21%, Kyrie Irving, 27%, ladies and gentlemen, Antonio Brown, 27%. That's the most annoying athlete right now. Category the second, or I should say three, worst executive, Brody Van Wagenen, Dave Gettleman, Steve Keim, Sam Presti. Dave Gettleman right now running away with it. Worst owner, James Dolan, Derek Jeter, Dan Snyder, Jeannie Buss. I bet you can guess who's running away with it right now. The fourth category, worst team. The nominees are the Baltimore Orioles, the Phoenix Suns, the New York Knicks, or the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders. And finally, the fifth category, worst pro sports league, your nominees, NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. I've had several MLS. I don't know why. Um, I've also had several NASCAR. 
Okay, kiss my ass. I love NASCAR. Okay, fine. I like NASCAR. What do you want from me? All right? I like it. I like, yeah, I know. I like watching cars go around in circles. I got it. Yeah, I know. And nobody can turn right except for one guy, and that didn't end out well. Yeah, I, I've heard it all, okay? I like NASCAR. I'm allowed. And we also added a sixth category, athlete who needs to retire the most. Eli Manning, Vince Carter, Chris Paul, or, or Tom Brady. Which I will tell you here, Tom, I, I, we have not gotten the nasty reaction I thought we were going to get. No, no. People have been more upset that MLS wasn't on Pro Sports League uh, than that Tom Brady's on and needs to retire. I, I just let you know Tom's buddy, like his his personal buddy, listens to the show, and he ain't going to be happy about it. He's going to let Big Tom know, and if Big Tom tells people, it's over. Our careers are done. So I just want to let you know the ballsy type of move you've just made. We have five burning questions coming up. The, the NFL... <laughs> See, again, we're doing the trash piece. It's July 13th. You're not going to do this week seven of the NFL. All right? I wonder if the NFL just came out and said this because they want to be, they just want to be part of the news. It's like, ah, it's an easy news week. We're getting past the All-Star. And hey, it, it, last night was beautiful what happened with Tyler Skaggs. That needs to be talked about. And we did talk about it earlier. I think it, it, it it's a hopefully a healing process for for people who were friends and family and teammates of Tyler I hope it's a I hope it's a healing process for the fans of him and for the for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim those folks I, I hope that it is I think that's a beautiful thing if you're a religious person I think it means a, it has a very deep meaning to you obviously even if you're not a religious person I think that we can all respect that we, if you believe it was just a coincidence it was still a pretty beautiful coincidence. Those things are, are brought up and those things are beautiful. There's been the news about the NBA and the trades and the whatnot and so on. I think the NFL just wanted to throw their hat in the ring and they go, okay, you know what, we, we decided to throw it out to the Players Union. 18 games and 16 games where a player's active. And I go, what the hell are we doing here? I know you say you want more football. I think you think you want more football. I don't think you want more football. And the words of Donald Rumsfeld, you, if you want to play it again, Tom, go ahead and find the Rumsfeld. We'll do it again. I think you know you think you like more football. I think you think that the thing that you have of football is going to be a lot different from the football you think you're going to be watching. If you got it, hit it. I think it's different. Reports that say there's that, that, that something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because, as we know, there are known knowns. There are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we do not know. But there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. I think you think you think you are going to see better football. You're not. You are not going to do it. Now, I wonder how much is too much. I don't know if we ever have too much. I don't know if we're ever going to find it. Anytime I think they're going to stuff more football into a place that people don't need to watch it, they end up watching it. Thursday night football, we love to watch it because we love to rip on it. Monday night football, we love to watch it because we like to rip on the broadcasters and because it's football. Maction during the week, the Mid-American Conference, we watch all that during the week because it's football. We watch we watch Saturday college football. We claim that it's great when really it's not. When they kick off here in, what, six more weeks with college football, most of those kickoffs at noon are going to suck, but we're going to watch it because it's what? It's football, and we love watching it. And in the NFL... 18 games, but 16 you're eligible for. And if you take away two preseason games, 
what you're basically telling me is all you've done is taken two preseason games and you've just moved them to the regular season. Well, Ken, we're going to expand the rosters. Yeah, I know. So if you expand the rosters to, say, 63 or 65 players, what you're really doing is just playing preseason games during the regular season. And then what NFL football team is going to play their starting quarterback in the first two weeks of the season if you're going to play an 18-game schedule? And for all you fans out there, now I know this is the difference, is that if your team sucks in baseball, you usually, unless you're that big of a baseball fan, you tune out. If your team sucks in basketball, now this is different because we watch players differently now, that coming up in about, oh, 40 minutes. If your team sucks in basketball, you watch less basketball. If your team sucks in the NFL, you're still going to watch Sunday Night Football. I've been a Browns fan my entire life. I've watched a lot of Sunday night football without the Browns. But I also think that for your own well-being, I think we think about 18 games and we think, oh, man, Chiefs, Rams, like that one game. Uh, Yeah, you might. Or you could have Cardinals, Buccaneers in week 18. Great Monday night matchup, week 19. Lions and Cardinals. Great. Wonderful. Here we go. The Jets and the Dolphins. Hey, you could have Patriots and Steelers. Hey, yeah. Okay. Could have the Rams and Seahawks. Sounds about good. You have a quarterback who gets hurt. We have the 49ers, and we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's tonight on Sunday. No. Goodbye. Now, you you say you'll watch it, and you probably will. You ain't going to enjoy it. And if you've been like me, let's just use me as an example. You know how quickly I wanted to get the last couple of seasons done before this last season with Baker Mayfield? I got to tell you, it was a dead-ass sprint, and I couldn't run. I couldn't wait to get done with those seasons. You get past about the first three weeks and you realize, boy, this team really sucks. And you look at that calendar and you got 13 more games to go. You really want to add two more? And by the way, your starting quarterback sucks. And then you got to play two more games with another backup quarterback? You want to do it that way? If you keep four preseason games, you're just going to end up playing six preseason games. If you play two preseason games, folks, you know how to do the math. You're only getting two more preseason games. Well, they'll get a bigger piece of the pie. No, they won't. If the if the owners are making more, they'll get a bigger piece of the pie because the owners are making more. The owners are not going to give less. They're not going to get less for themselves. It's not going to happen. This might mean fully guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm, sure. On what planet are we living on where it means we're getting guaranteed contracts for players in the NFL? It's the weakest player union going. You have guys who are in charge of it, Troy Vincent and DeMarie Smith. Hey, better get ready for a long, dry players union strike coming up here soon. Better start saving for it. You know these guys are not going to save for it. We did this a few years ago, and we'll do it again. We did this back in 1987 and what, 1982? We did this the entire way through. All this time, well, gosh, we got to get ready for a great big strike. Major League Baseball players, they get paid over the course of a year, they can strike. NBA players, they get paid over the course of a year, they can strike. Each one of those guys make more money per. You have guys who get 17 paychecks, and they stop getting paid as 1099 employees, a lot of them, between the months of January and September. You think that they're saving that money? Please. Maybe a few more than what used to be. We are a little bit more awakened to the problems of the professional athlete since that, since then. 
But when we heard during the last almost players union strike that came up, well, players are borrowing money from other guys in the in the locker room, and boy, they're borrowing it from 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 players who might not be able to even lend it out. And then you have guys who are getting loan sharked, and they're 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 borrowing it from gamblers. They're charging six hundred percent interest and things like that. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Okay, that's gonna work out real well for the NFL. I know that they want to just jam in no matter what. I don't know what it is with Roger Goodell. He has become obsessed. Like Dr. Claw with Mad Cat to Inspector Gadget, Roger Goodell has become obsessed with the 18-game season. They are obsessed with it. And, of course, it'll make more money. I think you'll still watch. The quality of the football is going to suck. And if you have one of the good quarterbacks as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I don't even know who your backup is off the top of my head. You really want to go watch the backup for the first couple games of the season? Andy Reid's a smart guy. You think he's going to play those guys? Is he going to play not play Patrick Mahomes at any other given time? You're going to mix that stuff up? So here we are, kickoff 2019. And you have the equivalent of some backup out there instead of Patrick Mahomes, the reigning MVP. Kickoff weekend. Listen, I I know that you want to get to 18 games no matter what. And I know you want to make it away so the owners are okay with not giving up any more money and the players can feel, quote-unquote, like they got themselves a little bit more money, which really they didn't based on the percentage of it because you know it's just going to be more money overall for the owners. But you can make them feel like they're going to make more money, but it's just not going to work out. This is the dumbest idea of the dumb ideas that the NFL's ever brought up. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I think you say you won 18 games. You really don't want 18 games. Or at least if you want 18 games... At least you want the best chance at 18 quality games. We'll get to you next. Also, five burning questions. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I, I see a lot of people who are getting to me. They're champions of the players. Folks, I agree with you. And, and and don't take this the wrong way. I agree with you. In an 18-game regular season schedule, I'd love to hand out guaranteed contracts. I know they're putting their body through a meat grinder. And for us, they are a specialized group of athletes. But if you look at the way it is in the NFL, and this is going to be a kind of an ugly thing to say, but I have to admit it. The way an NFL owner is going to look at things, no matter who your favorite team is, there are certain players who they will go above and beyond for that they absolutely love. Bob Kraft has his guys. Jerry Jones has his guys. There's certain players, obviously. You got other owners who are willing to do what's necessary for certain players. But in a lot of cases, they could take you or leave you. And I know that you can go from the top end to the scab. But if you're not in a position where you can save that money and do what's right for everybody, like baseball players have been able to in the past, Basketball players have been able to in the past because their paychecks come at a much more routine time than football players do. They make more money per player because there's less of them. And this is an ugly part to say it. They play a more specialized position. It's hard to be in the NBA. It's hard to hit a baseball. It's hard to throw a baseball, to pitch a baseball, to catch, to do those things. The way an NFL owner will tell you, this is even true in the, in the NHL, it's hard to play professional hockey now. And, of course, it's hard to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. That's why they make 30-plus million dollars a year. That's why Pat- Patrick Mahomes could touch 40. That's why if Baker Mayfield's worth anything, he'll touch 40. It's hard to do it. But if you look at a lot of other positions, there's guys who make a lot of money. 
And they'll sit there and they'll look at it and go, okay, if you don't want to play, we'll find somebody else. You don't want to play linebacker, we'll find somebody else. It's not really that way in baseball and basketball. It's hard to replace LeBron. It's really hard to replace James Harden. It's really hard to replace Mike Trout. You want to replace a linebacker? Eh, We'll find another guy who's willing to run into each other at high speed. He'll take our $600,000 a year. It's the way they look at it. It's not right. It's the truth. And so you want you want what you want when you want you want to say that well we are championing we are definitely for the players we want guaranteed contracts I'd love to give them guaranteed contracts too to play eighteen game regular season schedules if the if the owners don't want it it's just not going to happen if they feel that they don't make more money off of it it's not going to happen they brought in free agency you think they brought in free agency because they were trying to do what's right by the players they knew they can make a hell of a lot more money spending a hell of a lot more money bringing players to their teams you know how much money Jerry Jones made by signing Deion Sanders holy goodness gracious if they don't think they can make more money they're just not going to do it they think they can make more money playing 18 game schedules they want to say that it's eligible for 16 as some sort of a weird olive branch for the players' union and for fans who get upset about players going through the grind. But honestly, that's a facade. They play him for 18. They play him for 20. They play him for as long as you'd keep watching to make that money. And we'd keep watching, and that's why we do watch, because we're entertained by it. But an 18-game regular season schedule, and you're telling me that 16 games are only eligible for You can shoot that one. You can get that idea and throw it right through the living room window because it just doesn't work. I want to see Patrick Mahomes on kickoff weekend. I I don't want to see his backup. I don't want to have to pick and choose when other guys are going to play. Oh, by the way, in in those first couple of weeks, if I'm not playing Patrick Mahomes, I'm not playing Mitchell Schwartz. I'm not playing any one of the guys across the offensive line. It's all backups. It's as many backups as I possibly can. I'm not going to do any of that. So if you take away the two preseason games, I'm just basically adding two preseason games, except they count. It's a bad idea from the get-go. 855-2124-CBS. Let me get to James in South Carolina. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. Glad you're back. I love the 12 o'clock spot. I'm a big Ric Flair fan. Who's not? Nobody could handle the mic like him, my man. He's one of the greatest. Thank you. Go ahead, James. Um. Yeah, I uh, I think it's a bad idea too because I dabble like maybe you do a little bit in the in the gambling uh, scene, and what's going to happen is people that people that spend a bunch of money to go see games, you know, in the NBA they don't like it when they go, oh right, LeBron's coming to my town, and then he decides to take a load management night off, and unless they're going to come out and they're going to say, okay, well. Brady's going to sit these two games to where ticket holders don't waste their time. You know, I don't see how it's going to work. If they're going to try to do the Popovich thing to where, oh, everybody's healthy, and then when you, like, are on DraftKings or FanDuel, and then all of a sudden you put your lineup, and once it's too late, they go in and say, okay, well, Brady's healthy, but he's going to sit today. See, then a lot of people, you know, that's not going to last long if that's the way that they're going to play it. They're going to have to come up with a better way to, to let people know ahead of time what the heck's going on. But I love, but I love your show. Thank you very much, James, because what it does is they say, well, we're protecting you, but we don't need to give you any more money since we're protecting you. 
Oh, and we'll expand the roster so you won't even notice. Yeah, you're going to notice. When Patrick Mahomes isn't playing week one and Chad Henney is, you're definitely going to notice as a Chiefs fan. Browns fans are excited as hell for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> well, here comes Drew Stanton. Or Drew, Drew, I mean, come on. It doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever. Eric Fisher over at left tackle. No. Here comes Khalil McKenzie. Because you can't play you can't play your backup quarterback with your starting offensive line. You need your starting offensive line for your starting quarterback. Tom Brady's gonna play with the backups? No. No. I mean, the more you talk about it, the more you realize how dumb of an idea it is. Colin in Appleton, Wisconsin. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, first-time listener, first-time caller. Love the topic. So the NFL schedule is, yes, we want more games. Yes, they want more money. Uh, I listen to a lot of the Pat McAfee show. He's got great ideas. Yes, he's freaking crazy sometimes, but he's, oh, he's smart. Ideas. He's smart. He does have good ideas. Um, so one of the things that he suggested is, okay, we shorten the preseason a little bit. Everybody's on this either two games or no games. So, yes, your math thing adds up, and I completely agree with it. Shorten the preseason by a game, add a game or two to the regular season, put another uh, bye week in there. The season's longer. The fans get to watch more football. Guys get an extra week to get healthy, and the preseason gives us more time for, you know, looking at these players that they're trying to make that spot. They're trying to be that linebacker that makes that 600K and Mm -hmm. impress the owners and impress the coach and everything Uh like that. Uh huh. You throw in two bye weeks like that if you really want to, Colin. Thank you very much for the call because I'm hearing some reverb there. Eight five five two one two four CBS. You throw in two more bye. You throw in a bye week, an extra bye week there. You have two bye weeks, then people have another chance to get healthy if you really want to do it. You could add more games. Just pay them for more games. If you're going to make more money, if you have a TV deal coming up, which from what we're hearing about this TV deal, and this actually might be really cool. And I think Tom probably knows about this. You know, I know that he's worked in television. His fiance works in television. So I, I don't think I'm saying anything that's uh, that's not above board here. Is that instead of doing what the traditional Fox has the NFC road and the CBS has the AFC road, they're basically going to do a draft of those games. You know how much money you're going to make for some of these games? If you just give them more money, say you make more money. So instead of just pulling numbers out of the air, you get. $3 billion. And instead of $800 million, you give a billion to the players. They'll play more games. You want 18 regular season games? You can have 18 regular season games or whatever you want to do. 17 with double buys or a round robin or whatever the hell you want to do. But this non-eligible thing where you're going to make it picking and choosing and some sort of a strategy, that's not a strategy. You're just not going to see real football players until week three of the NFL because they're not going to play the quarterbacks you want to see, the guys you have in fantasy. They're not going to do that. They'll play as many backups as they can together in the first two weeks. And they'll try to make it up in the long run. So a 16-game schedule to dig out of an 0-2 hole, Bill Belichick's more than willing to do that. If you win games, you win games, you finish off 1-1 or 2-0, then you're feeling good with your better starters going in. This is just the craziest type of thing ever. And I have to ask, honestly... Major League Baseball is in the news because it's All-Star Week. Everybody's excited about that. Home Run Derby was an unmitigated success in every way you could possibly find. 
an amazing one-day sale for Major League Baseball. The NBA is being talked about like crazy because of Russell Westbrook, because of the trade that happened, Kawhi Leonard signing with the Clippers. That's still going out. The fallout from there is still going on. Whether or not LeBron James can give his number to Anthony to Anthony Davis, there's been really very little NFL news. And the only real NFL news we've actually talked about up until this week, until now, has been Tyreek Hill. And I told you two weeks ago, at the very best case scenario out of that for the NFL, you have a mother and a father using a child as a pawn against each other. So maybe it really was the best time to come out with such an asinine idea about the regular season. 855-212-4CBS. Up next, five burning questions. And Adam Silver really is good. I think he just got caught falling asleep at the wheel. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Tom. What's up, Ken? There's five of them. They're burning. Let's do it. All right. We've talked a lot today on the show about the return to NBA parity. You've mentioned at least 10 teams that can expect to compete for a championship next season in the NBA. Uh, With the dust mostly settled, at least on the superstar movement this offseason, who do you think should be considered among those contend that that big group of contenders? Who should be considered the favorites right now from each conference? Ooh, well, I think the Bucks. Bucks in the East. I think that's the easy one. Over Man, the Sixers you know, for sure. Uh, yeah, I agree even, with that. But there are a okay. lot of people. There are a lot of people who are high on the Sixers. Well, as well. I'm just not. I'm not. Well, I think a lot of people are actually down with the Sixers. I'm not. Down with me. meaning they're down about the Sixers. Yeah, they're down on the Sixers. Yes, yeah, sorry. They are down. They're down. They're down with the sickness, and they're down with the Sixers. Uh, they, I, I think that they are maybe the most disrespected team in the NBA right now. You, you still have a good nucleus. You still have a bunch of guys there who I think that you can win with. There, you needed a little bit of finesse. Uh, you were able to get that with Al Horford uh, because I don't think he's the type of bruiser that you. I, I think they're a tough team. I think they're rough and tumble. I think they're big. I, I think they're willing to mix it up. I kind of like them. But they're just young, and they haven't been tested. Well, Al Horford is a veteran, and I think he'll be able to take care of that business for you at 33 years old to show you what it's like to go to multiple playoff runs and to try to win in the playoffs. Now, I know some Celtics fans will start laughing about it just because they're bitter about it, but I'm sorry. That's the truth. So I think that he provides a little bit of veteran, dare I say, leadership to that team where you have guys who are in their early 20s who you've been trying to get to lead you before. Now, that I still give to the... To the Bucks, the West gets interesting. I want to say the Clippers, but I don't know if I can discount LeBron, where he's only played half a season and didn't have a playoff run. the The rest at thirty four years old might have been good to him. I don't think I want to discount Houston. They're trying to make a tough move to get back into the swing of things. I'm still going to pick. I'm going to pick Bucks and Clippers. I'm going to pick Bucks and Clippers. And there's several things that, I, that that are close to my heart. Like I, I love Portland. I love their organization. I love Dame Lillard. Uh, I, I still can't do it though. I, I'm going to pick Bucks and Clippers. And Vegas would agree with you. Those are the two top odds from each conference Which, as of right by, now. By the way, I'm glad you brought that up. James in South Carolina. I know a lot of sports talk radio guys gamble, and because I'm around a lot of gamblers. I try to know a little bit about the system and and, and you know the sharps and everything like that. I have not gambled on a game since. Are we talking like putting money down on a game? Or are we talking like Super Bowl squares, things like that? No, no, money down on a game. 
High school? Wow. We because what? Well, I don't want to give away anybody's business. Did you, you guys have the parlays? You know the parlay. I know what it is. Yeah. Okay, you get the sheet and you circle it and you take it down to the moose and things like that. <laughs> right. That's that's kind of the way we used to do it back in the day. And ever since I graduated high school and I kind of moved, to, I I got further away from Canton. I was always in Northeast Ohio, but the further away I got, I was like, eh, it's just too difficult. And I stopped. So I'm not a gambler. I'm like, I got to be like one of four hosts in America who don't gamble. Tom, look, you mean you got a real big gambling problem. It's well documented. I absolutely love studying the Vegas odds. I've never bet on a sporting event in my life. Not even a single dime. Never once? Never one time. You think you're better than me, don't you? Uh, if not for that reason. <laughs> He's honest. Why do you think you're better than me? Is it Columbia? It's oh, Columbia. stop it. it. Come on. Number it's two. Columbia. Let's move on. It's a joke. Jeez. All right. Serena ahead, Williams fell to Simona Halep in the Wimbledon final this morning, keeping her one short of tying Margaret Court's record of 24 career majors. Meanwhile, Tiger Woods, of course, remains three majors behind Jack Nicklaus's record of 18. Theoretically, Serena is still closer to the top of her sport, while Tiger, again, in theory, theoretically has a longer window to compete in majors. So, Ken, who is more likely to ultimately capture the all-time majors record in their career, Tiger or Serena? Oh, gosh. How many, okay, how many more does, does Serena have again to go? She needs one to tie, two to pass. Woods and needs Tiger three needs to three. tie, four to pass. It's got to be Serena, right? She's still dominant. She's still in the finals. Like, there's days where, like, I know Tiger was a great story earlier this year, but it, he could go out there next week and be cut at the end of Friday. So I, I, I will never. I know that she hasn't been too great in finals lately. What did uh, what did Chip say? Two and five over her last seven. That's right. Yep. She's still in the finals constantly. So if she goes two and five over her next seven, she's beaten it. So I'm going to say, yeah, I, I got to give it to Serena Williams. By the way, did you see that question that was asked to her? No, I didn't. In the post match, no, I didn't. Someone brought up uh, Bleacher Report had it. She was asked whether or not she should stop focusing on equality for women in society and focus more on tennis, since she is two and seven in her last seven, two and five in her last seven finals. Like, is that that's such a dense thing? That's got to be set up, right? I guess so. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with people, Ken. Like, like seriously, like when you go go, I, I, I have no scruples. I'll put her, I'll put her over. I don't care. Yeah, I'll ask the stupid question. I'm serious. Like it's, it's that dumb of a question. I have to ask if it's a setup. Yeah, no, because it's, it's a demonstration. Totally. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Go ahead. All right, a couple interesting comments were made about uh, number one NBA draft pick and sensation Zion Williamson this week on the heels of a summer league injury. This first one from his college coach, Mike Krzyzewski. He said, I thought he never should have played in summer league because he's on the circuit of awards, the ESPYs, everything. I don't think he's in playing shape or the mental shape to play. And then Seth Greenberg on ESPN said he couldn't move as of his uh, performance in the summer league. And in the end, he's going to have a long career. And you make a great point. When Charles Barkley was at his very best, he got in world-class shape. And it's got nothing to do with the weight to me. It has to do with conditioning. Right now, he's in condition to get hurt, not to be a great player. So, Ken, do you think conditioning will be the single biggest hurdle for Zion between uh, where he's at right now and true superstar? His body's so big, I would have to say yes. I I have to say yes. I I know that I I think it's been a little bit overrated that, oh, he's going to get fat, and people have been putting the pictures up at Escalade. (laughs) Sensei. 
since he got drafted by New Orleans. Okay, that is funny. Okay. It's unfair, though. But it is New Orleans funny. has a great culinary scene. How could you not take advantage of that? But I think that is always going to have to be a worry. Like, you know what you saw with, let's just be honest, you know what you saw with Shaq in Orlando and then through most of L.A. When he got to Miami, did or did Shaq not get a little bit on the hefty side? Oh, he didn't even hide it. He didn't even deny it. And I think, and he has, I think, mentioned since that if he would have just kept the weight off a few more years, maybe it would have been more beneficial to his future. Now, as a great big giant fat ass, I understand that this is a much easier thing said than done. But it, it is a part of his lifestyle, and it's it's life changing money for him and his family. I, I think that he is always going to have to be until he retires. Uh, he needs to be very cognizant of his conditioning of his intake, of his weight, of of how he works out. I don't know. He's already prone to strength, so I don't know if that's much of an issue. I think that he really needs to lean out instead of putting mass on. So I think that's always going to be difficult because a guy that big is going to like lifting weights because he's really strong, and it's fun to lift weights when you're really strong. It sucks doing cardio. That's what keeps me off the treadmill. I don't wake, I don't work out because it's fun. Working out sucks. That's why it's called a workout. Um... He's going to have to be worried about that. He, he's going to have to be a little bit worried about that. I, I would say that I think some people are picking on him a little bit too much, but I also think that Seth Greenberg and his criticism and a couple others are actually being fair here. Next. Okay, we'll end on uh, two NFL contract questions. The first revolving uh, involving Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, who has been negotiating behind the scenes for weeks with the Cowboys as he enters the uh, really his contract year. The Cowboys apparently are interested in paying in the neighborhood of $30 million a year, but there you uh, go. unfortunately it seems on the flip side Dak is looking to get somewhere closer to Carson Wentz's $32 million per year. Should the Cowboys pay Dak Prescott and how much? Well, you start one way and I'll start the other one. Meet in the middle. What's thirty-one? What's wrong with thirty-one between friends? Is they got to pay. Is he worth thirty-one million? Yeah, he is. Is he? Is he worth? Let me ask you this. <laughs> That's a loaded question for Cowboys fans. Let me turn around and ask you though. Is it worth getting rid of Dak Prescott and firing Jason Garrett and everybody else and retooling and going all over again? Because that's what you'd do if you just let Dak Prescott go. You'd have to start from the bottom, draft a quarterback, and that's the end of it. Yeah, where they're at right now, I don't think that that's a good idea. But I do think that a lot of football fans think that's what they should be doing. I I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's even – I don't think he's in the upper echelon. I don't think he's top ten. But you're in a spot – he's good enough to get the job done. And if you put together – and they have a really, really, really good defense. They were a 10-game winner last year. They could win 10 games. Uh, It's going to be hard to – repeat in the division, but they were a 10-game winner last year. That defense is going to be good this year, and if that defense can keep them in games, he can do enough to get the job done. If he does enough to get the job done and then make a deep playoff run, he's going to get $30-plus million. He's going to get his $32 million. So let's not really beat around the bush here. Yes, he's worth $32 million because the opposite end of that is either trying to trade for another quarterback, well, okay, then you get out of yourself a nice Kirk Cousins, or you draft another quarterback, and that means you're firing a bunch of people, which I know everybody gets giddy once you even breathe against the question of firing Jason Garrett. But still, don't you have one more? Go ahead. I do have one more. Uh, Quickly. Also this week, a Chargers running back, Melvin Gordon, told the Chargers that he will not report to training camp without a new contract. He is also entering the final year uh, of his rookie deal, worth about $5.6 million that is that option year. But again, he says he's not going to play without a new deal. So what should the Chargers do with Melvin Gordon? Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. 
If your kid has any athleticism whatsoever, stick his ass in the secondary and move forward. I don't care if it's a safety. I don't care if it's a corner. One of the two, get him out there. Or if he has any sort of height whatsoever, split him out wide. Do something else. Do not let him play running back. You are going to be used. You are going to be abused. And we're going to find somebody else. And the entire object is to pay you as little as humanly Possible, which is obviously the idea for every other position, but the other the other positions are considerably more important to the NFL than the others. I think that we've proven time and time again, with the exception of a certain few, and depending on where you were drafted, and that's part of the argument with Melvin Gordon as well, don't get that twisted, that the position of running back is really interchangeable to a lot of folks. You have a quarterback, you have a left tackle, you have a defensive end, you have a quarterback, you're going to go on and try to do great things. A good quarterback can make a Decent running back look a hell of a lot better. And that, sadly, drags down the market for the Zeke Elliott's of the world, even though Zeke Elliott's done enough in his own right to drag down his own market, so I don't know if that's a great argument. But to drag down the market for Lev Bell, to drag down the market for Melvin Gordon. And so for him, I wish he wouldn't have played running back coming up. Probably probably is fast enough to play safety, probably is fast enough to play quarterback and could have a longer career. But you want my answer? I wouldn't pay him. Wouldn't pay him. And that's five burning questions. Fabulous as always, Ted. Tom. Fabulous as always. Almost called you Ted for whatever reason. I'm flying all over. You miss a week, you miss a lot. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Big final hour coming up. You still have to vote. At CBS Sports Radio on Twitter. That's at CBS Sports Radio on Twitter. 40 minutes away, we announce the winners of the first annual Trash Bees. Sean Pendergast in just over 20 minutes. Up next, it's risky, but they had to do it. And it's a chance to completely rehabilitate the image of Russell Westbrook. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.